Bryn Springer! Hey, Bryn, have you seen Steel Magnolias? Oh my god, yes, I love that movie. Jonesy, you've seen it, right? Uh-uh. Hey, Tony. Yeah. You've seen Dracula, right? Oh, I love that movie. It's so good. Lena, you've seen it. What do you think? Steel Springer! Hey, Bryn, have you seen <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's? Oh my god! Weekend at Bernie's saved my life. Jonesy, you have to have seen it. Oh my god! No! No, I haven't. Of course not. Insane Nightmare on Elm Street. It's the best. That movie scared the out of me when I was a kid. You know, did scare the out of you? I have not seen that one, and I will be praying for all of your souls. It's your home spring, Alina. I haven't seen it. It's showtime! Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Film Springer! <laughs> the podcast about all of your favorite films and your shelter friend that's never seen them. I am one of those, Tony. Here with my other host. Say hi, Bryn. Bryn. Hey, guys. Hey. I've seen a lot of movies. <laughs> yes, you have. And our sheltered friend that we love dearly, Jonesy's here. Say hi, Jonesy. Hi, guys. I'm Jonesy. <laughs> <laughs> A.K.A. Lena. I know. We'd put you while Lena, and then it was A.K.A. Jonesy. But you end up becoming Jonesy on the show whenever we do yeah, it. Yeah, yes. Lena, Jonesy, hey-ho, you know. No answer to any of those. <laughs> so, you guys, this, this time week. time of year, hey-ho, ho-ho. <laughs> so, you guys, this week, the film we are reviewing and going to talk about for the next hour is one that Jonesy hasn't seen and some will say is one of the greatest action films ever made and... A must-see every Christmas season. It is um, the 1988 action flick, Die Hard. The original Die Hard is what Die we are going to talk about tonight. Uh, I, this film, one, to start it off with, I forgot how long it is. I was delighted. And you I are? thought, you know what? If you're going to die, die hard. Die hard. <laughs> what does that even mean? I know. <laughs> Die easy, like a little easy baby. Easy little I'm die baby. hard. <laughs> that one of the sequels was Die Hard, Harder. Die Harder. <laughs> yeah, there were five sequels to this. Like right, Die Harder, Die Trying, Die Trying. So yes, we're gonna talk about Die Hard. But before we get into the film, we're gonna watch the trailer. Get everybody in the mood. Yes, I'm very excited for this trailer. Yeah, it's an action-packed trailer. Let's watch that now. Today. At some point. <laughs> there we go. We thank you one and all and wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. It's Christmas Eve in L.A. But a team of terrorists. You want money? What kind of terrorists are you? Who said we were terrorists? Have their own holiday plans. And I'm telling you, you just got to kill me. Okay. We do it the hard way. But the one thing they didn't plan on was New York cop John McLean. Got invited to the Christmas party by mistake. Who knew? Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, mother... And you'll have it. They have already killed one hostage. This channel is reserved for emergency calls only. Lady, do I sound like I'm ordered a pizza? Good Papa, honey. Only if New Jersey counts. What does he think he's doing? 
shot. They're using artillery on us. You're dead here. It's not the police. It's him. <laughs> He's an easy guy to like. Welcome to the party, pal. And a hard man to kill. Bruce Willis. Die Hard. Talk about a bro-y, bro-y <laughs> trailer. Yes. Oh, I was excited that we covered this this film this week because I literally have not seen this in years. I forgot how much I loved it. Yes. Um, Bryn, what were you doing before the show? <laughs> okay, for full disclosure for everyone watching and everyone listening that I was at my office holiday party beforehand and I drank a lot. So you guys are going to get a full-on drunk friend tonight, Yay. which is very... Um, it's actually very fitting for the film that you had a company holiday a, party company right holiday before party. the show. Right. I was just method. I was method. Daniel Day-Lewising tonight. And uh, you're welcome. So, so let's see if you let's see if you can get through the plot of this film, so, Frank. Uh, Give our uh, audience 100%. a quick, quick so, rundown. I will tell you guys <laughs> that I watched this movie on a date. And okay. uh, another date movie. I, yeah, last week was a date movie too. Another date movie. Okay, and, let's hear the plot. Um, I was like uh, 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 screaming out to. Uh oh, did we freeze? I think we did. I had not okay, realized was they they tie everything up so beautifully. So they okay, it is about John McClane. He's got a giant teddy bear. He yeah. is going to the West Coast to see his family. He's a New York cop. Okay? You know what? It doesn't matter where his sassy wife wants to take the family. He is going <laughs> to visit them with a giant teddy bear. Okay? And, and um, gets on the plane, gets out there, goes to Nakatomi Towers. Yeah. And I was screaming to my date a lot, Chekhov's limo. Because he bonded with this limo driver very much. In- Argyle, so for those right? of you guys that don't know. Yes. So the Chekhov's gun theory is that if you introduce a gun in the first act, you better use that gun by the time the the play has wrapped up. So they spent so much time talking about this limo driver that in the first act, I had forgotten a lot about this movie, and I I was screaming Chekhov's limo. Chekhov's <laughs> limo. Oh, because they introduced the limo they introduced at the it beginning. So hard, yeah. him and Argyle. Oh, okay, okay. I know where so you're going. So hard okay. in the beginning of this movie, and I had forgotten, and I was like, "This is Chekhov's limo." Okay, you got to use this limo, and they <laughs> kept interspersing the so limo. His, Limo. So Argyle, his limo driver is, driver is introduced very early on. Then John McClane gets to the towers, and there's like a bunch of like there's like a waterfall in a penthouse, and then um, there are some terrorists. Yeah, we don't know are they terrorists are they or just are they just robbers? Robbers, burglars, <laughs> burglars, robbery. Who knows? I mean, they came with guns and explosives. I think they're terrorists. They yeah. know. They wanted you to think that they are terrorists, but they are just robbers. They're just, yes, armed yeah. robbery. This is what it is, armed robbery. Okay, and then there's Hans Gruber, which is Alan Rickman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, 
John McClane, being the tough New York cop that he is, is like not just going to get taken in by a bunch of C4, and he is going to make tiny fists with his feet and <laughs> and go through air ducts and change his wife beater halfway through, which we need to talk about this. Yeah, we will. <laughs> Did he change or did it become soaked in like grease? That is not blood, a real smoke. thing that happens. And then it's gone. Okay. So John McClain is like, I'm a New York cop. It doesn't matter how many sophisticated Belgium, German slash vaguely European people <laughs> you have working on this. Yeah. One New York cop is going to get it done. Okay. <laughs> so this New York cop is going into the air vents. And he is t- getting it done. And so with the help of one New York cop and one boots on the ground, Carl Winslow. Yeah, from Family Matters. <laughs> they will solve this crisis and save, I guess, um, John McLean's family. And yeah. also an indictment of the U.S. journalistic system. Like journalists- okay. <laughs> Okay, journalists go. There's like also an indictment of, of of what journalists will go through, and and paparazzi, and then um, also feds. The FBI will come in and, and mess things up, and or just die. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> well, there's going to be a lot of spoiler alerts on this. One. I guess this is really an indictment of bureaucracy. Wow, she thought a lot. She's thinking a lot about journalism. <laughs> Yeah. When really it's just Bruce Willis being a badass for two hours, little over two hours. Yeah. At Christmas time. At Christmas time. It all takes place on Christmas Eve. And I, yeah. So the film. Is that okay? Yeah. That was very interesting plot (laughs) summary of this movie. I don't know what else to do. It's the opposite of Breakfast at Tiffany's yeah. where I was just like, they have fun and that's it. Yeah. It's I feel where like we I were like, we whole... don't know what the plot is, but it's a great film where this yeah, one. it been the whole podcast. Right. So this, the film did very well in the box office. It made, um, it had a budget of only 25 to 35 million, but made between um, 139 to 141 million. And this put Bruce Willis, this was catapulted his career. And so did Alan Alan Rickman. This was his first movie debut and like set his career in film after this. Yeah. Everyone do their Alan Rickman. Where was he from? Dogma. Dogs. You can see, uh, see, I go to, I want to say it's the BBC version of Pride and Prejudice that I originally saw him in. Uh, Yeah. What What about about you, you? Brent? This. This? Him doing, (laughs) yes. Him doing. Um, when he uh was doing that American accent, oh yeah, he's like, are you pretending to be a Swedish man, d- pretending to be an American, pretending? I I don't know what's happening. But when he was like, yeah, yeah, he sounded like um uh Matthew McConaughey a little bit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he plays Alec Rickman plays Hans Gruber and. So this film was directed by John McTarran, um, and written by Jeb Stewart and Stephen 
Desalzia, I think. Desalzia. Yeah, there you go. So the the director actually saw Alan Rickman in a stage production of Dangerous Liaisons um, in the UK, and he was playing the villain in that, and that's what got him cast in Die Hard. Because <gasps> there were so many actors up for the part of that. the villain yeah. in this one. So I thought Tom's that was Ruba. cool. Right? And Die Hard was nominated for four Academy Awards. Did you know that? It's such a good movie. I was screaming. It's a great, great. Nina's making this face. I was screaming. What was it nominated for? Um, Good. Let me see if I can pull it up. But I think it was. I was screaming. I was screaming to my date. Good storytelling. Good storytelling. Everything came back. The Rolex came back. At the very end. Limo Driver came back. Did you get a second date? I loved your interpretation of this movie. We can never see each other again. No. <laughs> I, wait, I want to know how the date went. He brought up something to me that I had not realized. What? He goes, because he was talking about the European my date. Uh-huh. Um, was talking about um how he was like, hey, he had the cigarettes. And he goes, I bet you every time he takes a cigarette out. We can count how many bad guys there are left that he kills. Oh, and I, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" Because they were German Dumb. cigarettes, and that's a tie line through the whole film too. The German and then cigarettes. when he offers Hans Gruber, uh huh, the last it's the last cigarette. <gasps> yeah, that's right. I'd even pick up on that. And, so this guy and I said, "What? I've never picked up on that." <laughs> Brynn's like, what? That's amazing. We're never seeing each other again. I was like, get out of my house. <laughs> I'm taking so, credit for this. So it was nominated for Best Visual Effects, Best Sound Mixing, Best Film Editing, and Best Sound Editing was what that it was makes nominated. Sense. Yeah. Totally. Down, that makes so sense. You know and that's that, really, I believe it, for 1988. Yeah. That was pretty stellar work. And Bruce Willis was paid $5 million, which kind of... Five five million for this part for being a, a really big action star because he was only doing moonlighting with Sybil Shepherd at the time and that's where I remembered him from because my mom used to yeah. watch moonlighting when we were kids, yeah. um, but he did most of his own stunts and that stunt where he's on the fire hose and he swings he did the fall and he per- and during that explosion he lost his hearing, hearing. permanently and yeah. or partially in one of his ears doing the stunt but he was paid 5 million for this film which kind of set ripples through hollywood because a lot of other directors and producers were scared that other not so famous a-list actors were going to start demanding Dolph this Lundgren, money yeah this type say. of money for films and was going to cause like big ruckus but um yeah 5 million is what he was paid for the film and he you know that scene where he falls down the the sh- the the ventilation shaft that was actually a stunt double who missed the original landing and kept falling and they kept that in the film and then the 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 scene where he's crawling through is right after that through the vents. It's like in Poltergeist where they use like actual skeletons and like yeah. this is fun <laughs> of dead people. <laughs> yeah, they're like, isn't this fun? Right? <laughs> you're like, no, that's bad. So, so, Bryn, when was the very, very first time you've ever Ooh. saw this film, and what did it mean to you? How old were you? All of that. Let's get into it. In a move surprising no one, I saw this as a child. <laughs> Okay, I am not surprised. How no. old were you? How old were you? Uh, I think I was like 10. 
Really? That's, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's not, not bad. bad. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, I was like ten years old when I first saw this movie. And, and how I, did it? How did it sit with you? Do you remember loving it? I or just not? thought um, it was like super badass. So this like sort of set the standard, and I think this is like a little bit um, framed by sexuality. <laughs> I was going to ask, okay, let's get into the horny level of this level. film. Horniness level, okay. We need some theme music for that. I know we do <laughs> some like really bad 70s porn music. So the horniness level of the of the movie is like none, yeah. nothing. But the internal brain horniness level is high because it, it he's like a Han Solo type okay. character. Okay. Which is like this, like badass dude mm-hmm. that's sort of like reluctant and coming in, and like I'm gonna save everyone, but also I'm sort of sarcastic and funny, which yeah. is like horniness level in of like I am attracted to him, but also I see myself in him because my sexuality is sort of like a begrudgingly <laughs> beleaguered man. <laughs> that is the weirdest description. Who is like sort of like, yeah, let's do this, but also I'm sarcastic. Yeah. So like sexually, I identify with Bruce Willis in this movie. John McClane okay. and I are the same. So uh the same sexual level, beasts. Yes, yes. Sexuality wise, if you were to ask where I was on the spectrum, I would John McClane. <laughs> I don't yeah. remember seeing that on the Kinsey scale, but I don't oh. either. But hey, let's change it. <laughs> you learn let's something every it. day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember thinking, like, he's trying to win back Holly. Yeah. And that's super good because she's got really curly hair. Real curly hair. Real curly also, hair. did you see at the end? Like, so she's wearing this pink business blazer through the whole thing. Yeah. And at the very end, when Hans Gruber like realizes who she is, all of a sudden that blazer is burst open and we see Brazier. Yeah. Not yeah. Brazier. yeah. And they're like, oh, now we gotta see her boobs. Now she's a sexual being. <laughs> I just was like, what? When did that happen? <laughs> Yeah, she she was running down the stairs. She had to, you know, get comfortable. But so, I, when I was young, I yeah. just remember the um, him going through the air ducts, which made me think that no matter what happens in life, you can escape through an air duct, which we all thought growing yes. up. Yes, everyone thought this growing up. No matter what happens, you can I get mean, out. There that is duct. like an iconic scene: him crawling through the air ducts, and he's like. Yeah, come to California. Yeah, it's going to be nice. Have a good time. (laughs) Have a good time. (laughs) We all know now that every single human person, when they're stuck in a place, looks up and thinks, I can get out through the air ducts. And it's it's because of Die Hard. It's because of of Die Hard. (laughs) Well, and I felt like that was an ah, that's what this is from moment for me. Really? When he was in the air ducts saying that, that was totally a, that's what this is from. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so good. (laughs) You're like, now I get it. Now I get it. Well, and there's also been a lot of things. Like I think Seinfeld had a thing. um, Yeah. Where George gets stuck and he starts in the the air duct and like, I think there's been other times of that in other different forms of entertainment that now it's like, oh, <laughs> you're like, I get it now. Yeah. 
Oh man! But Bryn, you did you re- did you kind of fall in love with this film as a kid, and then it kind of yes. just stayed with you all the as a years? child? And it's and I guess I never. So this is like a been a big resurgence of yeah. that. This is a Christmas movie, and I never thought of it as a Christmas movie. Really? I always thought of it as a action movie. Yeah. But like, what? When did you first see it, Tony? I probably saw because it came out in '88. I didn't watch it till I was probably in high school. I think like around 16, 17. And of course, I was like, this was on the no fly list for our family. Um, but if, like everything else, I snuck and watched it. I remember I had the biggest thing for Bruce Willis. He was one of the actors that he did because of Moonlighting. Because I used to love that show because it reminded me of my mom. She loved that show with Sybil Shepherd. If you guys don't know Moonlighting, go check it out. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube somewhere. But I always thought he was like really sexy. <laughs> like back then now he's now he's still i guess so but i remember watching this and not thinking bruce willis was your typical action star um because at the time if i remember right it was like arnold schwarzenegger and um stallone were like the big action stars and then here's bruce willis who's like an everyman and yeah he's like barefoot through the whole film but there was something really really sexy about it you know what i mean but this i remember when i watched this film for the first time i genuinely truly enjoyed it because it was such a action-packed film and all and most of it was because of bruce willis i just thought he was great in it i thought there was some really funny lines like yippee ki motherfuckers that stayed with me forever like now i have yes. a machine gun ho 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 yeah, all of those and then the <laughs> bubba line that he says he's like hans boobala or whatever the line. yeah so when i so i had it i think the last time i watched this was probably in my 20s and i still remember loving the film and i've watched the sequels i've watched i think most of them um, but watching it again now, like this week, revisiting it, it took me back to like high school when I was into like all the action. So many times I looked over at the guy I was watching with, with and I go, Bruce Willis is a good actor. <laughs> yeah, he's good in this. I like him in this film. I go, he's charming. Yeah. He's charming. And most of what I found interesting was most of the film, like they had a script, but a lot of it was rewritten during the process of filming. During it, because they were yeah. figuring out what worked. And, and what didn't. Bruce Willis's charm was so yeah. effervescent that they were like, this is a much different character than we, than we thought it would be. Like, this yeah. isn't a gruff sort of guy. It's more of like a funny, like guy that rolls with the punches like an everyman guy is kind of how he was yes. you know what i mean yes. and every and every guy and every guy but um the film is based off of the book they're the book um what is the book's name i just had it written down and i lost it well, so did you guys know Here, i'll find it while you talk go ahead Bryn. that technically they had to contractually offer this role to Frank Sinatra. Who was 73 at the time, right? What? Yeah. Because. Oh, there it is. Okay. So the they, novel was uh, um, Nothing Lasts Forever was the original novel it was based off. And the reason why Sinatra, because Sinatra starred in the 70s book that came out before um, Nothing Lasts Forever, which is um, 
Detective something, I believe that book was. So but it Sinatra, was in his contract yeah. because this was based on the book that he get he got first grabs at all the sequels. Yeah. So, and this was technically they took the book and turned it into a screenplay and then messed around with it. But because they still had the copyright on it, they they had to offer it to Frank Sinatra first. And he was like 73. They're like, we got to offer nice. it to He said no. Yeah. Thank goodness he said no. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine Sinatra trying to do it at 73? If that was Bruce Willis, he'd be like, yes, no, I'm doing it. Fuck yeah. you guys. No, yeah, you don't exactly. But the other um, the other thing that was interesting with this this film, especially when it comes to the casting, every, but like Tenero was offered the film, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, just pretty much all the heavy headers in Hollywood yeah, at the time yeah. for action films. And the film was written for Arnold Schwarzenegger as the the lead. But I'm I I just can't imagine the film. That's why it Willis. wasn't as clever and witty before, and they had to add in yeah. more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. They were like, "You can't do that he stuff." Can't do that. He can't do that. We got it. We got to have. We got to rewrite. 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 Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, the the filming, um, it all took place. Like the, what I found interesting was. You know how a lot of the side characters, like the police officers, the the new, they all had like their side little stories within the film that they kind of flushed out instead of the big story of what's happening with John McCain's character, John McCain, John, um, Bruce Willis's character. John McCain. Is because Take that the, Trump. I know. Because... <laughs> Bruce Willis, at the time of filming, during the day, he was filming Moonlighting, and then at night, he would film Die Hard. So he had, like, a jam-packed schedule. So the way the directors and the writers got around it was during the filming to flesh out a lot of the other storylines, like with the news reporter, that whole thing, and then with the FBI storyline, and then the uh, his buddy cop, Al... That um, only the him and the character of Al never have met even during the filming. The first time they met was when they shot that last scene. Aww. Bruce Willis and him. Yeah. Yeah. And most of Bruce Willis's scenes were by himself and talking into a radio. So he didn't yeah, really. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. All that much more impressive that he's just acting alone and still right. being that charming and personable and what well, happened to Bruce Willis's acting do we think uh cockiness uh, cockiness yeah laziness what did she say <laughs> lazy cuz Alan Rickman had a had a great career up until he unfortunately passed away he was well doing... like Bruce Willis so so many times during this movie i said Bruce Willis is an actor <laughs> you seem so surprised. I was like, "What?" I'm um, okay. I don't come after me. Come on, Six Sense. He was good in Six Sense. But I'm thinking, what happened to him? Like, for real? I wonder what he, he got did old at, and tired. Like, right after. Don't this come thing. after me, Bruce Willis. Stands. I'm not. I'm not knocking him. I'm saying something happened. You guys, she is. She is. Demi Moore left him. <laughs> and they were dating at the time of the film. Is that what they were together. Maybe, maybe, what? yeah. I, I I turned to my date several times and I said, "Bruce Willis is an actor," <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "No, we're we're talking about different things." He's like, "Yeah, obviously, <laughs> we're talking like, about no. different things." I said, "I no, really want to know if there's a second date." <laughs> I do too. <laughs> actor. 
He's Did probably he? like this, this yeah, girl. Yeah, he was like, you've got a journal out during Die Hard. We're not okay. <laughs> you were taking notes? Yes, of course. <laughs> For this show. It's okay. Oh, I understand. Did so you the- um recognize, you know, the the female anchor woman in the movie? Did you recognize yes. who she's from? Where she's yes. from? Yes. Yes. Who? Who is she? She what is, film was she uh, in? One of my favorite films of all times. Do you well, remember? Come on, Bren. Come on. No, she's Mary Ellen curly hair. No, not the wife. The the blonde um, No, the blonde anchor yeah. woman. She's from Scrooged. Yes. She plays and the woman that massages his shoulders. Goonies. She's the mom Scrooge. in Goonies. No. Oh. Yes, she is. She's the mom in Goonies. Mary Allen um tra- trainer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's from Scrooge as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There was like a lot the you know the characters that really bothered me in this film? All of the cops besides the Al character. Um I enjoyed but it the, because the, I'm the, like the cops were they, so annoying. Well, because I'm seemed like, like they didn't want to do their job. Like <laughs> I was like, you lazy motherfuckers. Come on now, pull it together. But yeah. viewing it from a lens now, we're like, shit, we should have been paying attention to this stuff more before, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what other character got me? The the cocky guy that was trying to crack the safe. Ooh, I remember when I first watched this when I was a teenager and I couldn't stand him and I still couldn't stand that character. <laughs> Drove me crazy. I was like, why is There's, nobody shooting him? They wouldn't listen to Carl Winslow. No, nobody listened to Carl Winslow. Hello. And then that one dude was like, oh, we're going to go in no matter what. Uh, and then yeah. the FBI took over and he turned his hat backwards. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is because we have a bunch of toxic masculinity. Yes. <laughs> and I was, it was a lot of that. In warning this us beforehand. Before we knew what was happening, they were warning us. And we were just like, funny. Bruce Willis is funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you got. At. Bruce Willis is funny. And we yeah. didn't listen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it is halfway through the show. So you guys, you know what that means? It's time for name drop. Rachel Maddow, I I spend an hour with her every single day. I once played a drinking game with Celine Dion, Liza Minnelli, Cher, Laura Dern. I don't know her. Who would you say is the most famous person in your film? My good friend Ben Affleck and his crippling addiction to back tattoos. I have the best Lady Gaga story of all time. Hate him, loathe her, over them. Cancel it, tell me everything. Yes, it's time for Name Drop, our little segment that's kind of like Six Degrees, so... Who is it? Who are we going to pick for this one? Which actor well, or actress from this film, Die Hard, are we going to pick? And which one from our next film? So I already thought of one. Who? Which is the person that is in here and screw. You just, yeah, no, that's fine. Drunk <laughs> brand, that's fine. You just give away the next movie. That's fine. <laughs> Surprise. Okay. So. You can't pick the same actor that's in both And that's what I said. You can't pick the same actor. Yeah. So who? Okay. Let's start with Die Hard. Who are we going to pick from Die Hard? So we already did Alan Rickman. We have to do Bruce Willis, right? Bruce Willis. Like who else is in this that? Um, Regional Val Johnson, the dad from Family Matters. That would be a hard one, though. Yeah, but he does more TV. Like the only other stuff he did is Die Hard (laughs) 2. That was 
Okay, yeah. So okay, let's do Bruce. Let's do Bruce Willis. Since he was a star of this film and this is what catapulted his career as a mega star in Hollywood, we're picking Bruce Willis. And then our next film, which Brand slipped, is going to be Scrooge, the 1988 Scrooge. film Scrooge with Bill Murray. Okay, so, okay. who from the cast of Scrooge are we going to pick to do? I, I have a feeling this is going to be a really easy one this week. Don't. Well, because it's the same year. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, like, all these people were all kind of working yeah. together already or would be soon or whatever. So, that's true. Yeah. What if, I mean, I mean, we the, can do Karen, Karen Allen, Carol, right? Karen Allen or, or Carol Kane. Carol yeah. Kane. I love Carol Kane. She's so funny. Should we I try that? I don't know that? who these people are by name. Yeah, let's do Carol Kane. Let's do Carol Kane. Okay. Carol Kane and Bruce Willis are the ones we're going to try to connect by the end of the show. We will see if any of us Bruce have Willis, gotten it. Carol or Kane. if you're watching, listening, let us know if you how you got the connection between those two actors. So now it is time to get Miss Jonesy's opinion on Die Hard because this is the first time you've ever seen this film. Yes. Right? And I loved it. Okay. And I, um, so I the biggest thing that... that- I am flabbergasted at, and I, I need conversations. I need people to explain. <laughs> how is this not a Christmas movie? Like, from it's a, a not lot of people say it is. Like, there are people that and we, on our Instagram that had said when we had posted that this was a film we're watching this week. We're like, I watch it every Christmas. It is my go-to Christmas movie. It is so Christmassy all the way down to the end when the paper is falling like snow. Right. And ambulance lights are sprinkling and police lights are twinkling like, you know, like this is a Christmas movie. There was even a fight out scene that they did to like, I think, Carol of the Bells. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a Christmas movie. Like. It's not just, okay, here's what I said to my hubs, because although he also is like, this is a Christmas movie, quit trying to preach to the choir. <laughs> He's like, I know. He's like, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> um, but, okay, so if this is just an action movie, then yeah. Home Alone is just a home invasion movie. What makes Home Alone a Christmas movie? That it's set at Christmas time, exactly. and they use Christmas implements in the chaos of the movie. That's what happens here. Yeah. No, I throughout never the thought that Lena's husband would say something so profound. Right. I said this, <laughs> I said this to my husband. Oh, <laughs> you, you said educated this, him. You are right. I'm just Lena, saying you that are he right. Was saying, he was saying, You don't have to preach to me. I'm on your side. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing that's that's cool about this it is it it is a Christmas movie and Christmas, the theme of Christmas is sprinkled throughout the whole film. The which whole I love. Film. The whole film from beginning to end. It's Christmas. And now I have a machine gun too. Ho ho ho. Oh, hello. <laughs> So Jonesy, if you were to have watched this this movie, oh, we're gonna get to that book in a minute, <laughs> Bren. But um, Jonesy, if you had watched this movie as a kid, how would it have flown in your household with Mama and Papa Jones, and you as a kid compared to um, watching it now as an adult? So I would have the only version I would have been allowed to watch is like the made for TV version where they're like, "Yippee ki." Father Christmas, <laughs> you know, like something like that. Yeah. Um, I was allowed to watch some action stuff. So 
if if this was a made for TV movie where or version where they like, you know, do all the corny overdubs and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Then yeah, the the action wasn't anything over the top or overly gory or anything like that. There was no sex in this movie other than a little bit of her brassiere. <laughs> no, there was. <laughs> there was. A, a one little snippet when they're going through the office, the terrace, and oh, the two are having I sex. Like that. I did not like that. We did, did you know? Oh, and there was some cocaine use. Yes. Did you know that the girl in that scene was one of the Playboy models, I think, from our March or something like that? And in the opening scene through the airport, the one woman that jumps on her husband, do you remember her boyfriend in the white? Do you guys remember Oh, yeah, this? yeah. Another Playboy model. He's like, L.A. Yeah. He's like, (laughs) or does he say California or L.A.? I didn't like the way they dragged her out. Yeah. I didn't like that. I I thought it was unnecessary. And that is the one thing that dinged this movie for me. I thought, ooh. You're like, gross. Don't like you. I thought it was gross. (laughs) I thought it was gross. No, I agree. The TV version would have cut that scene and cut the scene where he's doing coke off the desk. So, you know. Yeah. um, I know. I like that. that character drove me crazy what is his I name like, well Reginald no because or? the entire yeah. time he was acting i thought this is exactly how someone on coke would act yes <laughs> i thought yes this is the realest part of this movie that someone would be like booby come on let's make a deal and he was like yes let's talk yes and it's exactly how someone on coke would act yeah. did you yes. know alan rickman was ter- like terrified of shooting a gun and every time he did in the film he flinched so the director had to keep cutting away from it and the only time you know when he um the scene where he kills the head of the company um he for a split second in the film, when he shoots, before the camera pulls away from Alan Rickman, you can see him flinch from <gasps> shooting the gun. Oh, yeah, and the scene where... He's a I know. <laughs> and the scene where he, at the oh, end, when his character, Hans, dies and he's out the window. So he performed, he was doing that stunt. And the stunt choreographer was like, okay, I'm going to release you on three. And he released them on two. So that reaction Fire. is 100% feared genuinely fear from Alan Rickman. Yep. Yeah. That's how you know acting required. No acting required. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. What did you, that okay, rip. Jonesy, so what else from this film surprised you? Because this film is pretty iconic and there's a lot yeah. of like famous lines, famous action stuff that comes from this film and you watching it for the first time, which is still is so bizarre that you've never <laughs> seen Die Hard before. <laughs> like no, what other no. things did you take away going, Oh shit, that's what this is from. Yeah. So the big one was the one um in the air duct vent yeah. kind of thing. Um and then the nice suit, shame to ruin it. Like I feel like I've heard that in so yeah. many things. <laughs> yeah. Following or like not suit, but nice fill in the blank, shame to ruin it. And yeah. so I really was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> that was one of those. Um Welcome to the party, pal. Like, yeah. <laughs> whenever he's on the walkie with the, I think the cops or the FBI, I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, oh, I think it's when Al is finally there and, like, they start shooting at him. And he's like, welcome, welcome to the, the party, party, pal. pal. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's already been dealing with that. Yeah, there were a lot of really fun lines that yeah. I was like, I've heard this before. <laughs> the one that always sticks with me is Yippie Kaye, motherfucker. 
Yes. That one always I didn't know that sticks that was from in this either. Yeah. Well, I watched this on a date and they there was like a point where um something happened and he was like, Oh my god, that is where this is from. And it was send in the car. Send in the car. Yeah. And he said, We make fun of this guy in my fantasy football league all the time because his name is Carr. And we say, his send in the car. His name is Car. His name is Car. And everyone's always making fun of him. And I thought that they were just saying, send in the car. Like, <laughs> you didn't know. That's where this is from. And I was like, yes, I just exposed you to this. And he goes, oh my God, I have to tell all my friends that I just figured out. Like, God, <laughs> it's from this. Yes. Oh, man. That's funny. I have a question for you. So, for both of you, if you, if let's say you were at a company party like this, and this happened, how would you survive? What would you do um, in a situation like this? Would you be like, ah, fuck it? Or would you try to get out of there like Bruce Willis did? I would probably, I would like to think that I would try and sneak away and hide because I don't feel safe with the group. Yeah. <laughs> but in reality, I'd probably just already have been drunk at the Christmas party when it started. And so then I'd just be a hysterical drunken mess because I would be so inebriated. See, I would have just grabbed booze, found a corner and tried to hide and get sloppy yeah. drunk and been like, hey, if it's time my time to go by the end of the night, it's my time to go. But I'm going to be drunk as shit. So I don't remember it. Hide That's what I would have done. Write it out. Write it out. <laughs> I said this to my date several times during the movie. I said, I am a first waiver. Yeah. I would have, I would have hoped to, like in this situation, I would have hoped yeah. to be at least a, t- a second waiver. No, I am a first waiver. I do a whole stand up set about this. <laughs> first waiver, and then I want to be a first waiver. You I don't want to see my friend get killed. I don't want to see my friends get killed. I I I want to already be done. So right? when the zombie apocalypse does happen, you're going to be a first waiver. Oh, I'm beyond a first waiver. I am the zombie. <laughs> when you wake up, you're running. Away. I'm not but even you're trying to waiver. be like. I'm the, I'm I'm the way that you. You next to me, and I'm already a zombie. <laughs> See, I would hope I would. I think I would no. last at least. I would be a three, maybe a four waiver in the zombie apocalypse because I love zombie yeah. movies and I've watched them all. And I, I think I would have good knowledge of what to do and not to do in that situation. And I am the same. And I will say that I am the zombie that you wake up next to. Yeah, I could see that happening. What about you, Jonesy? <laughs> Uh, we already well, talked also, about this. You're a first waiver for sure. I am, well, I am a first waver. I am very pale. I need lots of hydration. Um, I get <laughs> migraines very easily. I need air conditioning. Like, yes, yeah, I am a first, first waver in all apocalyptic. Uh, producer Rob is about to, to show us a thing that says get back to the movie. I know. Probably right. he's like, you guys okay. are off well, topic again. I'll get back to the movie. Uh, in this situation, I would be like, I am not a first waiver because they're picking off all the important people in the company and that will never be me. I will always be lower man on the totem pole. So I'm like, like, I I don't know. What what if you were hyped up on a bunch of Coke and you were like, I'm going to negotiate this shit. 
Because if I nope. were a bunch of coke, I'd say that too. <laughs> You'd be trying to negotiate yeah, yourself out like, of the situation. What's up? And that's why you're a first, first waiver. waiver. <laughs> right <laughs> there. That's the first waiver talking right there. I'd be laying low going, no one's looking for the receptionist. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, janitor? Nobody's looking for the janitor. Bye. I'm out. Peace. <laughs> wait, wait, but Mama and Papa Jonesy, do they like this movie? Have you ever heard of this movie before? Though? Um, yeah. I am pretty sure that they watched this movie alone in adult time like this seems like a movie right up my dad's alley like very like action-packed shoot them up you know that kind of thing yeah. so i'm sure they watched it i'm sure my mom made a comment on yippee kaye motherfucker and was like i don't like that um <laughs> you don't like know? that I'm sure those things happen, but, um, you know, my mom probably tolerated it. My dad loved it. (laughs) My mom was probably glad that there was a happy ending. Yeah. (laughs) So this would have been on the no, the no fly list for your family, this film. I think if I had like come to them later as a teenager and expressed interest, they would have been like, okay. Um, but it just, you know, something in yeah. the end of the 90s, like a decade later, it wasn't on my radar. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't have cable, so it wasn't something that was coming on the TV on holidays that exactly. it would come up. So, yeah. Um, but it came out in 88. I was six. It makes sense why my parents didn't like We're like, see no, it. <laughs> she's going to yeah, have yeah. nightmares. You know, so that's, before... that's just good parenting. Even Bryn saw it at 10. Yeah. That's not six. That's not six. <laughs> All right. All right. She was a mature 10. <laughs> she was already in the double digits. I know. She's fine. <laughs> a lot about my family. So yeah. before we start getting towards the end of the show, I have one last question for you, for both of you. In this film, what is one of probably, what is your favorite part of the film? Like, what is the one part you're like, that's my takeaway? Okay, this is hard for me because there are several takeaways because it's very good storytelling. Mm -hmm. It is the uh, Tovis? Tovis? Everything the guy on the airplane. Everything comes back around. And he says that, he says it works. And then the Rolex and it's like everything. And then he's like, hey, fuck this Rolex. And then um, the Chekhov's limo driver. Which we didn't talk about. The limo does come back at the end of the film because Argyle stops the getaway car with the limo by ramming it into the ambulance, which was actually too big to fit in the the van. So it was clever editing to get a smaller one in there and stuff when I was researching the film. good storytelling. Yeah. 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 What about you, Jonesy? What is your your favorite part of this film? Um, I really liked the final shootout where they're like in the room with all the glass. Yeah. Like I thought the cinematography, they kept going to weird angles to get catch them falling and like catch them getting shot. Like they'd fully tilt the camera on a corner and like film it that way. And it was 80s. Over the top, but it was still very like, oh, I see. Like, I could tell that it was something new at that time. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And it was still something that was a, and it was the one I think that was to the music. 
Yes. Which is why I like, after I wrote about it, I was like, this is 100% a Christmas movie. <laughs> I know you texted while wow, I remember, I'm assuming you were texting while you're watching this. Cause I get a text like, how can somebody not say this is a Christmas movie? I really, I yeah, you texted us and you're like, this is absolutely a Christmas movie. Yeah. It is thoroughly. They use Christmas <laughs> so much in so it. Much. Like, come on. Yeah. I think my favorite scene in the whole film is when Alan Rickman is going through the halls doing his investigation and he runs into um Bruce Willis's character for the first time and he pretends to be an American, an American. <laughs> that's at the party and all of that. Like for some reason, I really love how they did that scene in this film and plus all the action scenes. But that when they filmed that particular scene, um, it, they didn't rehearse it. It was all like the first take. That's what they did. And that's what they got. Cause the director wanted that nervous energy between the two actors, which I thought was really interesting, but that's What's my favorite. Pairings? What are our pairings? Oh yes. Pairings. We're going to do, um, Grace, get me a dry martini. Oui, monsieur. Wait, three measures of Gordon's, one of vodka, half a measure of Kina Lily, shake it over rice and then add a thin slice of lemon. Peel. It's drunk. I like it. I know. It's great, right? Another. Grace, give me a stinger. <laughs> I'm going to go first because I think I have a good pairing for this. So I would pair um, an adios, adios motherfucker because of the line, yippee ki motherfucker. <laughs> and it's the What is an train. adios motherfucker? The shot. Yeah. Oh. And what? sauerkraut for the Germans. <laughs> That's what I would pair it with. <laughs> That sounds like vomit. Oh that yeah, exactly. Vomit. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Bryn? What would you pair this film with? With a beverage of your choice and a little nibbles. My beverage is um, sangria. Sangria? That's Why? What That's what he drinks, and he takes it, and he's like, "Oh, okay, 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 okay." Back? He dr- who drinks it? Bruce Willis does. Yes. When? when On the plane? Grabs it off of the. Oh, when he first arrives to the party. Yes. yes. And when then food. What would you do party, with food? Bruce grabs a sangria, I think. <laughs> you think? I think it was champagne. It was probably champagne. Okay. All right, then champagne. Now, I will believe you and pair this with champagne and sashimi. Oh, okay, okay. Because it I was like, the... the t- okay. I what like about you, Jonesy? Uh, so one of those... Uh, from the store, sugar cookies with the frosting, the really thick frosting on top. Yes. But stale, like it's been left out at an office party. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's probably picked it up and thought about eating it and then put it back. Yeah. 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 But it has to be stale. Everyone's had stale. one when they're fresh. Everyone had one when they're stale. So yep. stale. And then um, whiskey on the rocks, because I feel like that's what Bruce Willis's character would drink if he had a choice. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. For sure. He would have been a whiskey so, on the rocks. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that is the ultimate diehard Christmas pairing. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, you take the prize this week with the pairing. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to get back to a name drop. So we picked at the, oh. at the middle of the show, Bruce Willis to Carol Kane, right? I don't even know who that is. So let me look how up. how did how are we going to mesh these two? How do they find themselves together? Did you get it, Bren? Because you I want us always to do, do this together. Okay. Oh God. So Carol Kane was in uh, Princess Bride. Ooh. With Billy Crystal was in that too, mm-hmm. right? 
Yep. Billy Crystal. Carrie Elwes. Robin Wright Penn. There's a lot of people in that film. So many. What has Bruce Willis been in? Oh, God. This is going to be a hard one. We may. Let's see. Bruce Willis is in. I'm cheating. I'm looking this shit up. Don't. Guys, if you can think it up. We didn't think it up. I know. We didn't do it tonight. We and so we're really relying on, on you. Yeah, you know what? Fans. Let's let's leave this for next week. Yeah, let's leave it for next time. And you guys, um, if you are smarter than us, which you probably all are, uh, let us know. Put it in the comments or uh, email us. So DM us on Instagram, Film Springer. Yeah. Let us know how you did name drop pair getting the roadmap from Carol King to Bruce. Willis. Okay, we started it for you guys. So yeah. Bruce Willis from Sixth Sense and uh, Carol Kane from uh, Princess Bride. Princess Bride. She was in Lemon Sisters. If anybody has seen that movie, I think I'm the only person you who guys ever seen let that us movie. know. We trust you. Yeah. Okay. Now it is time to give our grades of this film. So what did we give it last week? Jonesy? So I think that, that you guys might both switch. Bryn gave it a B. Oh, I don't feel like I that's she gave it an A. Her. No, Tony an a gave now. it an A. I, gave I it did. A yes, Tony I gave it an A, and Bryn gave it a B. Okay, Bryn, what do you give it now? Are you going to stick a. with the I B? Give it an a. I you give an it an A. a. I knew that was I happening. Give it an a. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I think I'm going to stick to an A for this. I might bump it up to an A plus just because it I forgot better than how. I yeah. How kind of sexy Bruce Willis is in this film. <laughs> and being in COVID times at home. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna give it a B plus or A plus. Okay, Jonesy, what about you? Your what is your grade for this film? Watching it for the very, very first time ever. And does it get a stamp in the film spring up passport for all the other sheltered people who listen to this show that are going to be experiencing these films for the first time along with you? Is this one you're going to recommend to them? 100%. This is in the passport. You need to watch this if you have not watched it. And I give it an A plus. Wow. Okay. Okay. I didn't think I you were going to. I really enjoyed this film. It made I'm, me yeah, laugh. Um, it made me literally laugh out loud several times. I was invested through the whole thing. I kept thinking like, what else are they going to blow up? There's <laughs> not- <laughs> right? And then something else would blow up and it was great. <laughs> and somehow that building did not talk. So watching <laughs> it for the first time, Jonesy, would you agree that this is, um, probably one of the best action films ever made? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. As far as like, because a lot of the action films that I think that came after, like, I feel like the ones that I feel like are the best, I would say they're like action comedy or yeah. action drama. Like, yeah. whereas this, I feel like is an action movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. Like, they, like, I feel like someone was like, how can we make an action movie a Christmas movie? Like, that was the only conversation that was had. Right. And you would think <laughs> but, when you yeah, watch this film, one yeah (laughs) and you would have think watching this film that all of the twists and turns and all of the little things sprinkled out would have been something that just took a long time to plan but the fact that they kept like kind of writing the film or changing the film as they went along and along and this stuff got added in i mean come on 
It's so good. <laughs> yes. And plus, I love like the weird German accents where they're going to blow you up. I love all that. <laughs> <laughs> the weird German accents. <laughs> Oh my god. All right, let's talk about the next film we're going to do. Our next our next film is going to be for a Christmas episode, um which is going to be out next week, um right after this show, so you guys are going to get two shows like at once. But the next film we're going to be watching is the 1988 Scrooge with Bill Murray, which I am movie. super excited about. This one I'm excited about. Favorite movie in the world. Yes, yes. I have, I love this film. I remember watching it as a kid for a long time. It's been a while since I've watched it, and I loved Carol Kane in this film. I think she's hilarious. It is, it's a really good film, in my opinion. So, Jones, we're going to do, we have a special treat next time, right? Yes, yes. We're going to be very much into the festival or the festive season the holiday season on our next episode so jonesy what do you think this film is about i mean it's kind of a giveaway but what do you think it's about i know this is a christmas carol just set in an 80s business world i think i'm pretty sure on that one that's pretty Um, spot on (laughs) yeah it's really but that's pretty much all i know about this movie and bill murray's in it and it's supposed to be funny and crass like most things bill murray does yes so, yes, it's, it's going to be a good episode. I'm excited for this one because I know this is Bryn's favorite film. One of her favorite films of all time is Scrooge. Oh, so. yeah, oh. and, and another version of A Christmas Carol is one of my favorite movies of all time. A Which, Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, A Muppets Christmas Carol oh, is so, so, so good. We can't so, do so that because you've seen it. Yeah, we can't this, do it. You've seen it. Love it. Love so one that thing movie. we didn't cover that I wanted to is you have a children's book of Die Hard, Bryn. That you've read to your daughter, right? (laughs) For all of the people who are watching us on Out at TV and on our YouTube channel, you'll be able to see the actual book. Bryn's holding it up right now. It is a child's book version. I will record myself playing this for you guys. Yes. Reading the child's book version of Die Hard, which I think is amazing. Where did you get it from? So you can play it on Christmas Eve. Where did you get it? You did? Someone gave me. That's a good friend. Someone wanted me to have the gift of Die Hard. <laughs> For children. For children. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You So, Bryn, you have to read it as you're so reading slow. it to a, to a large I'm crowd of in. children. I'm going to do um, it in front of the, the tree. Yes. And I will read it in a soothing voice. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be highly entertaining. But so next week's going to be our big Christmas episode. We are doing Scrooge. And that is it for us this week. You can follow us on Instagram. We are Filmspringa. You can email us at filmspringapodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear from you guys. If you have any movie recommendations that you want to expose Jonesy to, send them to us. DM them to us. Um, email them to us. You can listen to us every week anywhere you get podcasts. And if you go on Apple Podcasts, leave us a great review, a five-star rating. It'll help us out a lot. And you can watch us every Friday night on Out at TV app. We are there. They've been, they have so much good content now on Out at TV. They have our my other show, Who Invited Her, which we do, which you can watch there every Tuesday night. They have What a Shit Show, which um, Grotesque and Heavy Kev do. If you haven't seen it, it's really funny. <laughs> uh, they have a lot of really good shows on there. So go check out Out at TV. Um, and that is it for us this week. And we will see everybody next week with Scrooge. Bye. Bye.